your name? What is your name? She is not a girl. First, hey, how's it going? Hey, how's it going? Coffee with Gringos, Dynamic English's podcast where you can learn English simply by hearing people use it. So sit down and have a coffee of us. Hey everyone, you are listening to Coffee with Gringos. I'm Ian Kennedy. And I'm Paige Sutherland. And today we're very excited to have a special guest with us on today. We have Carl Von Zabern, who is a good friend of ours from actually down here in Chile. We lived together here for a while, Carl and I, and we spent some good time down here having fun. So we're really excited to have Carl on here today and talk about something that is really unique that he's done. He has spent some time living up in the enchanted state and land of Alaska. And this is something that's very uncommon, so we're really excited to pick his brain today and just understand what that experience is like. So listeners, as always, make sure to go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl. Carl, thanks for being on. We're excited to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm really excited. And so since this is your first time on the pod, how about you go ahead and tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so my name is Carl. I ended up going down to Santiago for the first time um, when I was studying abroad in 2016. So I spent the semester there and then liked it enough that I moved back there in 2019. I taught English for a year at Dynamic English. So I love the company and I really enjoyed teaching English. So yeah, it's great to be here and it's great to be part of the pod. I actually showed this podcast to a lot of people um, when I was an English teacher. So I was going to say, I forgot to mention, Carl is actually a former Dynamic English teacher himself. So some of our listeners today probably are familiar with his voice and he does a great job of teaching English himself. So it's going to be great to have you on, and we were lucky enough, too, to have uh, your lovely girlfriend Maggie on a few weeks back, so you guys are sort of the, the podcast power couple. We're excited to get this going. <laughs> yeah, it's an honor. <laughs> great. Um, so, Carl, we're on today to talk about a few things, but the most important is to talk about Alaska. This place is it's an amazing and pretty mysterious and unknown place. Um, not a lot of people get the chance to visit it. So for our listeners and for us, could you give us sort of a little nutshell on, on what Alaska's like, you know, geography, weather, etc.? Yeah, sure. So Alaska is obviously the, the biggest state in the U.S. It's about a third of the size of the continental U.S. So it's huge. It's really, really massive. It's pretty wild. It's like a really rural place. So there's maybe like one major road system that connects like Anchorage, maybe the biggest city up to Fairbanks, like one of the other biggest cities that's kind of inland. A lot of Alaska is actually reminds me a lot of the south of Chile. All of like southeast Alaska is pretty much like Patagonia, like kind of similar to the Carretera Austral region. Like you can't get around with car you have to take boats places so it's actually it's actually really similar in a lot of ways 
Yeah, in terms of in terms of food, people eat pretty different up there. They eat things like moose and fish and stuff like that. So it's a lot of caribou. I actually went up for the first time right after I graduated from college in 2018. I wanted to go on a big climbing road trip and needed uh, needed the funds to do it. So I looked for a job that was pretty short term and I can make a lot of money and ended up on a commercial fishing boat up in Alaska. So yeah, that's kind of that's kind of how I went up there for the first time and um, pretty wild experience. Yeah, I have to ask. I mean, are you from the West Coast? Like Alaska just feels so far away. But did you grow up near that area? No, I so I actually grew up in New York oh. until I was 12 and then moved down to North Carolina. But a friend of mine from college had been going up there. So I kind of just found it through him and uh, realized it could be a really cool, cool adventure and a cool way to make some money in like a month. So yeah, it was it was great. It ended up it was intense. It's an intense job. But yeah, at least I guess you went in the summer. I feel like I had a friend, it probably, like you said, Alaska is so large that depends on where you are in the state. But I had a friend who was out there and she was training for a marathon and it was like in the winter, there's barely sunlight. So she like had a very short window of like when she could do her long runs because it was dark all the time and very cold. Yeah, that's wild. It it was the opposite for me. So I was up there and, you know, there's 20 hours of daylight. So basically sunny all the time, which is really cool. Like you feel pretty energetic all the time because when it's nighttime, your brain releases a lot of melatonin to make you tired. So yeah, it turns out you can stay up for a really long time, which is which is necessary when you're uh, on a fishing boat. Yeah, like I think it would be a good thing. It's better than the alternative, like the opposite of that. But it would feel like you would constantly want to work or that you'd have to be productive during those 20 hours. <laughs> Yeah, it's tough to get sleep when it's light out, so <laughs> when the sun is shining. So Carl, tell us, what was a typical day like working on a fishing boat? I'm super curious of what that consisted of. So I was fishing for salmon. So basically there's a, a really short period of time where salmon return to like the freshwater stream or lake where they were born, where they spawned. So they spawn in freshwater then they go out to the ocean for like two years two to five years depending on the species and then come back all within the month of like july like june july so there's just 64 million fish that come back to this like pretty narrow place in like a month period so the schedule is run basically by that like managing that species. So you basically fish for eight hours on, and then you have four hours break, and then you repeat that cycle basically until the season's over. So it's just, you're working all the time. You're sleeping very little. It's really intense. Hey, Ian, did you know besides the podcast, Dynamic English offers one-on-one classes with native teachers from all over the world? Really? But isn't it just a bunch of grammar lessons? Nope, it's completely discussion-based and focuses on topics the student is interested in. That's amazing. But what if I'm not living in Chile? No problem. Dynamic does online classes. You can be living anywhere. Great. But 
I'm a little intimidated to take the class alone. Can I join with a friend? Of course, Dynamic offers group classes of up to four. Plus for the next month, Coffee of Gringo's listeners get 10% off individual or group classes. So go online to www.dynamicenglish.cl and mention that you are a listener and get your discount. Well, I'm sold. Sign me up. I mean, I have to ask, you said that number really stuck out to me. What, what does that look like? I mean, is there just salmon everywhere in the river? Like, is there space for them? <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. They're like jumping out of the water. Like people are like people are sinking their boats, filling up with it. It's like it, it's a crazy it's a crazy experience. Yeah, it's really insane. Like you can see literally see like hundreds of fish jumping out of the water. It's kind of it's in terms of like a natural phenomenon that still exists. It's like kind of unlike anything I've ever seen. Do you fish with nets because there's so many? Like, do you just like scoop them up? <laughs> yeah. So it's a, yeah, it's like a gill net fishery. So you have um, like 150 fathoms of net. Yeah. Something like 130 meters of net out and you like reel it in to this, on the boat and then you have to take every fish out with your hands. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's a really, and then the weather sometimes is insane. So that's cool though. Yeah. Like you yeah. said, I feel like that's a pretty cool sight to see. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's an experience for sure. I, w- I don't know if I would recommend it. <laughs> so how, how many people are working on the boat? Is it you and a few other guys or it's a big crew? What's, the, what's it like? So they're small boats. They're only um, 32 feet long. It's like a conservation thing. They have to limit the size of boats and nets so people don't catch too much. So there's a pretty small boat with four people typically in a crew. So you know, you have to pull your, pull your weight. And, and I guess you spent, like you said, most of your time on the boat, but were you able to before or after explore Alaska? Were there any cool things you were able to do and see? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, Alaska is an amazing place to explore. So I ended up, after I fished for the first time, I ended up taking a, a road trip up the Glen Highway and like walked on a glacier and went ice climbing went rock climbing. So yeah, there's so much to do in Alaska. And then this past year, I went to Kodiak Island, which is sort of famous for gigantic grizzly bears. Yeah, as part of my just research project. So uh, yeah, it was it was really cool. Would you say so it seems like obviously natural beauty is is the best thing about Alaska. What do you think the worst thing is? I don't know. I mean, the worst thing probably the Wi-Fi? <laughs> Maybe like the, like, it's just hard to get around. A lot of people fly to get places there, even like somewhat locally. A lot of places don't have road systems that connect. So they're like really isolated little villages. So it's, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's really out there. Carl, I got to ask, I've heard that the mosquitoes up in Alaska are enormous. <laughs> Like you can't avoid them in the summertime. They're just, they're almost like birds. They're so big flying around. Is that true? Or have I been told lies? Uh, it's insane. Yeah, it's insane. I, I went camping. I, I like to cowboy camp. So I like to sleep outside. My sleeping bag had like a little hole and I like cinched it shut and then mosquitoes were landing like on my face. Yeah, they're insane. It's like, you can't, you can't do anything without, you know, a bug net or something. So yeah, it's pretty crazy. 
they really are bigger. Like they're they're more than just more of them. They're they're large. <laughs> they're large. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why. Mutant um, mosquito. Yeah, it's pretty scary. <laughs> so your advice for people coming up to visit would be definitely bring some bug spray, maybe a face net, maybe some protection against that if you want to have a good time in the summer. Yeah, definitely. I would also just say like plan your trip well because there's a lot of cool stuff, but stuff is really far. So you have to like know exactly where you're going to go and stuff like that. What other What other kind of things would you tell someone to prepare for the trip, like clothing wise or anything like that. It's such a wild frontier. I imagine you got to be pretty prepared before you get up there. Yeah. I mean, it's just dressing really warmly, having a lot of jackets, maybe a scarf, a really good rain jacket. It rains like all the time. Yeah. It's really, it's actually really similar weather to Patagonia. It could just flip and be super cold and rainy all of a sudden. So yeah, just have everything you need. And it seems like you said this past summer you were doing a research project. Do you plan to go back to Alaska to continue that or, or just go back to explore more? Probably probably not to go back to do more of the research project. I'm uh, writing the paper now. So I collected, I basically collected surveys about how the fishing industry is going to adjust to climate change. I, I think I have enough data for what what I'm writing right now, but yeah, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll go back. Can you take us? Can you take us fishing? I'll pay you to be our fishing guide. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna be a long flight for you guys, but worth it. <laughs> okay, and Carl. So we talked about Alaska, and now we're gonna transition and wrap up with a fun little question game that we play with our guests who have spent time in Chile and are familiar with the uh, the culture. So. Uh, you think you're ready for these questions? Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go ahead and do it. So I'm going to start with the first few, and then we'll move to Paige after me. So here we go. Favorite Chilean food? Uh, vegan empanadas. Favorite Chilean drink? Pisco sour. Okay. I guess that answers the next question I had. Pisco or terremoto? Pisco every day. Yeah. <laughs> Terremotos are kind of weird. <laughs> They're pretty gross. Yeah, it's too more sugary. Of like a, it's more of like a special occasion drink. Yeah, totally. When you want to have a, a weird time. <laughs> okay, favorite place in Chile you visited? Oh, that's so hard. I I think um I think this place right outside of Coquimbo, there's like a so it's right south of La Serena is a little town called Coquimbo, and um, there was a really cool place right next to the ocean that had like really good rock climbing that place was really cool and i want to go back there it's kind of off the beaten path as well that leads me to my next question that you said good rock climbing best place you rock climbed in chile besides that place <laughs> probably um cochamo Valle cochamo where's in that the south. In the south. it's um yeah it's like kind of right outside of puerto varas mm. it's uh yeah it's incredible it looks like you've seen pictures of Yosemite Valley. Mm -hmm. It looks like that, but it's pretty remote. It's like harder to get to. Yeah, it's really, it's really cool. That's, that's awesome. I know I felt, I mean, I was in Chile for two years and traveled a bunch, but there's just not enough time to travel in that country. There's so much, it's so large, there's so much to see and it's also different. Yeah, I, I want to go back. I, you know, 
I've spent a lot of time there, but not enough. Yeah, it's just so incredible. Okay, last one. Favorite Chilenismo? Um, I thought a lot about this one, and I'm pretty sure it's Palta. Hmm. That's avocado, yeah. right? Yeah. I, cause, so I like all sorts of other Chilenismos, like uh, yeah, and <laughs> uh, taco and stuff like that. But Palta is just what it is. It's just, uh, you know, an avocado is Palta. Exactly. Super Chilean. Easier yeah. than aguacate also so i prefer the shortened version yeah well awesome well carl it was a blast having you on today it's always great talking to you and get so much information and insights on life in alaska i feel like i need to uh i feel like i want to get on a boat pull a deadliest catch kind of a lifestyle and and really go for it uh like you did i'm sure that those are experiences that you'll never forget and have really gave you a lot of memories for your life so hopefully ourselves and others our listeners we can get up there and we can enjoy it and like i said uh you can be our alaskan guide that's our that's our plan i think yeah that sounds great let me know i'll i'll be up there so yeah all paid for by dynamic english yeah hey sounds good (laughs) (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) okay well once again thanks for joining us and listeners as always like we said go online and check out that audio guide and transcript at www.dynamicenglish.cl Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Coffee with Gringos was brought to you by Dynamic English, where you can learn English simply by using it. If you're interested in taking classes or just want to learn more, go to our website at dynamicenglish.cl. Thanks for listening.